Podcast where we unite and bring together for motivating the passionate to pursue British us to join the adventure. So, you know, when you're when you're going out, like when you look around, you see a lot of buildings, a lot of houses, a lot of structures everywhere. And you always wonder, like, wow, that's fascinating, but you never think about you know how it was made, right? Like no one ever, no one ever really thinks about that unless that's what you want to study, what you want to pursue. And naturally, us as hosts were freaking dumbasses we don't know anything about any of the topics our guests discuss about that's why we invite them on the show and um you know it's fascinating to us the whole concept of studying architecture and wanting to be an architect to learn what goes into making all those houses building structures and so today we've invited a very special guest to talk with us a little more about just that since this is the course that he's pursuing um hello everyone hello to the Swiss podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm Pio Pio Alampai. I'm uh, yeah, as as mentioned, I'm taking up uh, architecture in UP Didiman. Um, currently, I'm in my fifth year. Um, so I'm doing my thesis right now. So, you know, um, kind of the best time to interview someone who's taking up architecture, honestly, because you know I'm really mm. deep into this and like this yep. is this is it. This is um, this is um. Yeah, it's this most likely gonna be the, the course I'm gonna graduate in, and um, yeah, so excited to nice. share um a lot of insights, a lot of stuff about this course with you guys. All right, all right, super all right. excited for this. Great to have you on the show. All right, so Mr. Pio, um, we want to know, uh, where did it all begin? And so, uh, why did you decide to take up architecture? Has this always been like a a passion for you, or was it like? Growing up, you just gradually decided to be like, oh, I want to be an architect. So I'm taking architecture for college. So what's your, what's the story like at the beginning? Uh, um, well, the thing about me is like throughout, throughout my academic life, I've kind of been allowing pop culture to kind of dictate my life. So like, for example, um, I like initially I didn't want to take architecture. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted yet for college, but um, I think in 20, I forgot what year it was, um, 2015, 2014, that, that time, um, that was when Whiplash came out and I like fell in love with that movie and I was like, oh my gosh, um, this is what I want to do with my life. Like I want to take up music in college. Um, and you know, like at that time I was doing, like I was having such a hard time with um, bio classes and I was like, nearly flunking math um in night like my grades weren't that good in math and i was like okay yeah i really want to take up um i want to take this up because whiplash the movie like it really inspired me and i was like yeah this is something i really want to do um and then come third year in a month i started watching breaking bad and you know that's mm-hmm. that's that's to do with chemistry in the month like completely different from um from music um so yeah like the thing about Breaking Bad is that um, I was taking up chemistry in high school because the way um, science classes worked in Ateneo um, is first year it's general science, second year it's bio, 
um, third year chemistry and then fourth year it's physics. So third year I was doing really, really well in chemistry. And yeah, just coincided that, um, yeah, I was watching Breaking Bad. And you know, um, if for those who are unfamiliar with Breaking Bad, it's, um, it has a lot to do with chemistry. It's about a chemistry professor. And you know, that just, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like I'm, that, that's something I'm gonna do. Like obviously I'm not gonna make drugs, but like this is something <laughs> that, that's really interesting to me. And you know, I think I can apply this stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, architecture kind of came the same way. Um, in terms of the pop culture influence that I got, it was from two things. The first one was How I Met Your Mother. And the second mm-hmm. one was um, 500 Days of Summer. So oh, if you know okay. the two protagonists of those two movies, they're oh, both sweet. architects. And mm. yeah, during that time, like I was really young in high school. I was just like, you know, I was picturing myself as this hopeless romantic guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, architecture, it's such a hopeless romantic course. And it's so, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a building. <laughs> I'm going to make a building for the person I'm going to love in the future. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, naturally, um, it came to a point where I was like, yeah, okay, architecture is going to be the course that I choose because of that. Like, um, I had, I don't know, I had some trouble in terms of really figuring out what I really wanted. But because those two um, forms of media, like that, that movie and that show came at that later part of my life, I was like, that was like the strongest sense of this is what you're going to do since, um, you know, those were the closest um, to when I was going to take the OPCAT and then when I was going to take the asset. So, um, yeah, I chose architecture in UP. But um, actually, the, the course that I passed in UP was not architecture initially it was actually um applied physics so i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. um i guess you know this is the course i was given and i really wanted to go to up anyway so um i was like okay i'll i'll settle for this but luckily there was an opening in architecture and um you know through a process of of interviews and stuff i was fortunate enough to obtain a slot there in the college of architecture so uh yeah that's to sum it all up it's, it's really just it was kind of impulsive um I never like in terms of my skill set I guess I was I was pretty good at geometry in high school and um physics in fourth year as well so it kind of like um in a sense that also drove me to choose architecture a bit because I knew there was a lot of that involved in the course so yeah but it was mainly like honest to god like just the fact that how I met your mother and 500 days of summer had these two architects um Hmm in them and I was like okay yeah that's, that's what I'm gonna do in this <laughs> that's how I'm gonna live my life but you know those are those are fiction and that's not actually how how it works in real life and um, yeah I'll get I'll get to the the ins and outs of architecture later on but yeah that's yeah that's that's the reason why I chose architecture <laughs> it's like your most favorite movie <laughs> yeah and when my favorite it's show, not like real life. It's not like real life. You were like, yeah, like oh. you're like a classic schmoesby. Yeah. Classic <laughs> When you said it wasn't like real life, it reminded me of like the expectations versus reality scene. If I were to scan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you put it's, me it's pretty side cool. by side, like what I thought art mm. was gonna be and what it actually is, that's kinda yeah, kind of drastic, like same like just like in the movie. So mm. but that's pretty cool, man. I mean it's not you don't hear it every day that people kind of like get into 
a certain thing because they were inspired by like let's say a movie or any form of pop culture yeah. they were actually going through with it right? i mean it, it must have been really nice like actually starting out na, like being an architecture um student and you're like oh, oh man i'm like i'm fucking tom hansen or fucking ted mosby <laughs> right now man i'm living the fucking dream and yeah i mean for some people to say they're like oh i want to try this because of something i watched and then when they actually try it they're like ah like this, this isn't for me so it's actually good that it um turned out pretty well for you mm-hmm. and that um it's kind of become like a like a, a fashion a thing that you you love doing yeah i mean architecture it's it's a pretty hard course i mean it's no joke i mean i've always i've always seen memes online about people and their struggles with architecture you know? yeah but good for you man Thanks. Yeah, um, regarding those, like, yeah, there was, I was actually really unfamiliar with the course. Like, I didn't even know what plates mm. were and stuff like that. Um, oh, plates. In terms, of, in terms of, like, how hard the course actually was, yeah, in my mind, it was all just the, the, the flamboyant stuff that you'd see in, in media, like, yeah. you know, of people making stuff. And I never actually considered how hard it would actually become. And it only became apparent to me, like, when I actually started the course myself so yeah it's so cool yeah i don't know what i would have done if i if i like tried to pursue something that i envisioned myself being from a movie mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have ended up <laughs> the same way at all and you're actually like living it right now so like yeah like man. a destiny thing like the moment you see it in media, you're like, "That's what I want to be." <laughs> I want. I wonder. I wonder today how many young men were inspired by David Hasselhoff. Be a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, when you first see him in SpongeBob, you're like, "Oh yeah, my god!" He looks yeah. so but- <laughs> <laughs> He can swim without moving his legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a dream job! <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> Or Pokemon trainers, you know. I mean, is there oh, like a real life that's alternative not even a job, for that? That's just living right I mean, there. Is there a real life alternative for that one? Yeah, I mean, you can be a, you can a be vet, like, like a vet or something, like a yeah, or zookeeper, or, 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 or a be like, no. <laughs> Pass control is happening. Yeah, exactly. control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're catching dogs, you're <laughs> getting all the species of dogs, and you're like, yeah, this is yeah. my life as a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> You know it's poison when there's rabies. <laughs> Don't let it bite you. <laughs> no, that's that's for the pest control. Now. So the pest control, pest control. like the, yeah. <laughs> they take care of the bug type Pokemon and then <laughs> pop culture, man. Again, <laughs> all right. So um, we've mentioned a little bit now about all right. Speaking of dogs, I have a couple of dogs barking, but uh, yes. Let them. <laughs> it's okay. I follow, like, yeah, I have, we are. I have a bunch of man. Yeah, we have three dogs right now. So, oh, I, have, I have seven dogs. In, in, oh, like, okay. Inside. All right. <laughs> I got chickens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're technically, yes, we're technically, we're like, technically Pokemon trainers ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> Um, we mentioned a little bit about like what it is that you do, mm-hmm. like with the with the plates and all that in projects. So, what's the workload like? You know, being an architecture student, 
Hang out with the plates. Smile is like... The projects. <laughs> diba, diba, like I mentioned earlier, I see memes. A lot of people like struggling. Parang, oh my God, it's I have to get this done before the deadline and all that. It's so mm-hmm. stressful. And, you know, sometimes there's like memes where people spill coffee on their plates and they're like, ah, fuck me. <laughs> and then, ayun, and then you're, you said now you're taking um, your thesis right now. And that's like another layer of like stress. So what's the workload like? What's the experience like being an architecture student? Honestly, um, yeah, in the first year, it was all like, oh, yeah, it's such a fun course. Like everything we were doing is like fun, fun, like. Um, I could balance it with GEs and stuff like that and um, org work. But um, yeah, first first year was honestly, it was relatively, e- not, not easy, but it's relatively, um, the workload is a lot lighter than um, what one would expect in Archie. Um, like a lot of the projects in first year is kind of just to practice your, your skills in the craft. So like you learn about a lot about just simply how to use uh, a ruler properly, how to draw straight lines properly, um, how to use a pencil properly, like learning the different technicalities of the tools that you're using. Um, so yeah, that's it's kind of like people always um, are intimidated by Archie because they're like, oh, I don't know how to do art. Um, like I don't know how to draw stuff like that. But honestly, like if you're aspiring to become an architect, as long as you know how to use a ruler, and can draw a straight line. I, that's that's all you need to know at at, at the start because they really teach you all the other skills um as you as you move on. Um, so yeah, the, in first first year first sem, it was mainly that like um being familiar with all the tools that architects use. Um, like even to the point of teaching us how to use a drafting table properly, how to clean your table properly so that um your your workspace isn't messy and stuff like that. Um, in terms of the actual plates, a lot of them were kind of like arts and crafts projects. Like that's the way I describe it. Like one of them was we had to design cat furniture, and we had to design it out of um, recycled cardboard. Um, oh. Yeah, because there are a lot, lots of uh, stray cats. Well, not stray cats, but lots of cats in the Archie complex. And mm. so yeah, that was a little project just for that a lot of the first year students go through. Um, a, another small project was later on was one of the very first buildings that I had to make was just a small cafe and um, that included you know making a simple floor plan making a simple model and um, stuff like that um, where it gets kind of um, where students like really ha- start having a hard time is that where you know that's we're using 20 by 30 inch uh, sheets of paper and it's a lot of manual drafting and a lot of um, yeah that's that's where that's where it becomes hard because the work takes up um, starts taking up lots more of your hours like in first year when we were doing those those arts and crafts projects it wasn't taking up that much time but come just the start of second year like the first time of second year that's when things started to get heavy because you know, we were making full-on plans and um, and designs, and it was getting to the point where, okay, I'm 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 sleeping way less than I used to. I'm sleeping um, way less than I should. Like I'm spending lots of hours just staying up all night and doing these works. And yeah, in terms of the projects, the plates, um, they mostly consist of designing buildings and design. The design solutions are buildings and 
there were a lot less of those um those like trivial arts and crafts projects and you know like starting second year we were already designing you know like full-on buildings and it's fun in a sense that oh shoot this is like this is it i'm starting to design um Mm -hmm. yeah you know like my first house i'm designing my first cafe i'm designing my first um like community center dormitory whatever and those things are that's what keeps you in archie and that's also what it's also the main point like around second year um because you know that that's where kind of the meat of the of the course comes to you like yes that you're designing buildings this is what you want to do but then you you start to feel a sense of all the r's all that labor all that manual work and yeah starting second year um yeah that's where you get a lot more in your skill set like you're starting to learn how to 3d render how to um use get apps like sketchup autocad stuff like that so um it's a mix of both um hand-drawn stuff and a mix of digital and uh yeah it's both exciting and really 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 daunting like when it comes to um the arts that you're starting to put in and yeah i, I can see it gets exponentially harder like each year that you you go in because um come third year third year is when you're learning about physics and structurals and mm-hmm. you're actually applying those into your design so the way i describe it is it's like second year first year it's like you're in minecraft creative mode like you can just make whatever you want and like yeah. whatever building you want like you can make a ledge that extends however you want and there's nothing below it that's carrying its weight and you know like um profs still accept those ideas because they're just conceptual but come third year it's like you're in minecraft survival mode and like yeah everything's real <laughs> everything's real. everything's real and like you have to account <laughs> for like gravity and like yeah. structures and like will this will this actually work in real life um and you know like the physics side of it is a completely different aspect like um of course there's the, the design side but the physics side of everything that's really a whole different game like you have to learn about structurals and like um different materials how different materials interact with each other um how construction materials work how construction in general works like learning different types of um construction methods like um joinery learning how you know proper cement is made and stuff like that and you're applying all of these things and um you know like all of these things build up that's 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 why Archie is such a daunting course and that's why um, it's five years as well. It's a five-year course. Is It's so many different fields of science, so many different fields of design coming together and those are later on translated into the R's that you put in um, doing all these projects. And yeah, in fourth year, that's like even more stuff. We're learning about ventilation systems, like electrical systems and how they apply into, into our homes. And that's where it gets really really technical and that's the side that a lot of aspiring architects aren't aware of yet like architecture is such a technical course and it's such a scientific course and all these things that you have to account for like making excel sheets and spreadsheets accounting for all the materials that you're making for a building and at the same time applying all the budgeting for that for that building and yeah it gets all those projects build up and 
there it's not like every semester it's not like we have one project only but um each course where we're learning these these different um aspects of the course like you know ventilation that's its own course plumbing that's its own course um architectural budgeting that's its own course stuff like that and physics is its own course and then what we have is basically um a design class and the design class is we're usually given a prompt and that's where we kind of combine all these courses together and at the same time we have projects for those specific courses like um plates for plumbing plates for electrical work um plates for yeah for plates for structural stuff like that um so yeah that's like for any aspiring architects who are watching this like um it is exciting like learning all these new things about um how technical this course really is it does get exciting because you know you're branching out into so many different fields that you never um you never even expected from getting from this course um but yeah it it can be intimidating learning all these all these things but um my advice is just just realize how much you're branching out in terms of your knowledge and yeah keep going <laughs> i got right so overwhelmed hearing the <laughs> Yeah, dude, me too. Square. So imagining yeah, myself, yeah, moving, man. I'm imagining myself <laughs> in this position, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, what I'm... if I fail the plumbing class? <laughs> fail the plumbing class. He said, yeah. "There's some place like an electrical wiring thing. There's a plumbing course." Like, yeah, so okay. Imagine the septic tank exploding. That was it. Dude, leaks yeah, that's, everywhere. That's Yeah. you're like Dummy. this isn't like this isn't like 500 days of summer this isn't like how i met your mother what the hell is this yeah that mosby doesn't talk about that stuff yeah it's just mosby he's just like the architect art architect architect classic mosby they only saw the, the sexy insane. side <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's it's a clearly a lot. Like we're not even in the course, and freaking us out a bit. Like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> I mean, not taking it now. Technical <laughs> nomenclatures, architecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but clearly, like a lot of respect that I got to the people in your course because you need a lot of space in your brain to remember every yeah. single thing. If even one thing is not like up to par, like I'm sure they're not gonna accept like your work, deba. So. Props to you guys for being able to withstand all everything that's been thrown at you so far. Yeah, but what I like about it is that in what you mentioned, na parang in architecture you get exposed to other like facets also, diba? Um, apart from just like designing like a structure, you get to learn like so many other things that go into it, diba? The mga electrical and technical stuff. You know, I I work in HR and I've interviewed like a few architects, like applying in our company, and I feel like I I haven't been asking them like the right questions or maybe not like enough questions because I'm like <laughs> I barely know anything about architecture, so I ask them like surface level questions that come to my mind or some of the questions I've like searched on Google, like what to ask architects applying for a company. <laughs> Pero, you're just asking like do you building <laughs> yeah, do you building <laughs> but yeah it's actually insane talaga na 
I've, I've, I've actually kind of underestimated na parang what architects actually go in uh, go through and what they do diba? especially like licensed architects who've been doing this for like a good number of years diba? Kasi when you when you read a resume it's like it's just that on paper but once you find out that what they actually do it's it's insane and you know you being a student student palang diba? You go through all of that, and yeah. So props to you, man, for uh, sticking with it, and you know, just keep on uh, loving what you do. Diba? I mean, it's gonna be can be worth it, no matter when you when yeah. you get that license, diba? Are are you like planning on taking the master exam? Um. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's not the, No, it's I'm actually not sure myself. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we usually have boards um, before, um, before we can become full full fledged architects. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually like right now I'm I do want to take the boards, uh, for mm. my licensure. But um, I'm not completely sure yet about becoming yeah. like a full fledged architect. Like, um, you know, as mentioned, like, so like um, a lot of pop culture in- influences me and. In a sense, like the biggest influence pop culture has had on me lately, is um, animation. So, yeah. a lot of um, the skill set of animation, especially 3D animation, visual effects stuff like that, I actually got a bit of a skill set for from architecture because you know we're learning all of these, all of these um, applications about you know 3D modeling, 3D rendering, and stuff like that. And you know, ever since quarantine hit, taking up the course has been that much harder. But you know, I have I spend a lot of my time watching, you know, anime, um, movies, stuff like that. And um, there's a there's a YouTube channel called um, Corridor Digital that I watch a lot of, and they basically do an analysis on visual effects in movies and animation nice. and stuff like that. And they kind of you know they inspired me to hopefully take up a postgraduate um, degree somewhere abroad. Right now I'm looking at somewhere in in the states like RISD or CalArts and basically in the field of animation and um and yeah digital rendering um visual effects stuff like that um but yeah i i do i do am i do am i am in the path um wanting to take the boards like just just sort of as a backup and um currently there's a there's another program that my dad kind of mentioned to me which like when i first heard about it it was so cool and it's basically it's called forensic architecture. So it's basically oh. you're analyzing um, and modeling 3D spaces to help in, um, well, not necessarily specifically to crime scenes, but like that's one of the things it can be That's so for. cool. Yo, like what? a crime scene and like, um, you know, like digitally analyzing, oh, how did this happen? How did, um, what does the crime scene look like? How did the, where was the entry point? Stuff like that. And yeah, just imagining myself like, a detective architect? That's the movie right there. <laughs> that's a movie. Such a, yeah. Movie. Like that's such a that's such a cool that's such a cool job. And like it's it's a from what I know it's a relatively new course and um it's based in University of London as of now. So that's one of the things that I'm that's really interesting. Like it's like my dad told me about it and it's honestly when he described it to me, I was like picturing myself in a 
na full-fledged trench coat. Like, like. I come, yeah, I come in and like, um, I don't know, I'm like smoking a pipe and I'm like, oh, well, what's, what's the case for today? And then like, mm. I don't know, like, like, like I'm obviously like pop culture again is influencing myself. Like, I'm, I'm like kind of sure my, style. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but then <laughs> yeah, again, I'm imagining like, like, what if it's not actually that that cool in real life? But then, you know, the course itself is really interesting. To yeah, me. that sounds so cool. Yeah. So yeah, as of now, I'm, I'm weighing my options. Like, I'm still. I mean, I'm, I'm young. We're young. Like, we can, we can yeah. uh, <laughs> explore. Yeah, we can explore. Like, I'm just setting that for myself. Like, potentially, like if it, if being a full fledged architecture really isn't something I want to do down the line. Mm. Um, but I do want to, you know, work for a firm, like maybe one one year, a yeah. little more than one year, just to expose myself to, you know, yeah, like if, I, I mean, I, this is the course that I'm taking. So um, yeah. if it's something mm. that I, I would want to do, then yeah, I'm just weighing those options for myself. Yeah, that's good, man. I mean, it's good to like, you know, weigh the options and kind of like dabble in a little bit of everything, but to kind of like get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know Telega where you stand. So yeah. Tapos, I mean, uh, you're still young, <laughs> so you can afford to make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. He did exactly uh, what Ted did. That's exactly what he did. He went firm <laughs> and then he went on his own, but then he went back and then yeah. he really went Telega. <laughs> he became a teacher. A movie, man. Who knows? Yeah, like, yeah. You might be maybe, teaching maybe, architects. Maybe even being a professor. Like uh Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta share. You get to live that Ted most be dream Telega. <laughs> Econ. Yeah. <laughs> teach the wrong class. Say a shellfish joke. Like, uh, teach it on pur- teach the wrong class on purpose. <laughs> be like, I'm in yeah, you're gonna be like, Where, where's the econ? Where's the econ class over? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's pretty cool. I've never that heard that, dope. but like now that I've heard that it, that exists, of course, like, whoa. Yeah, man. It, it makes you want to take it, you know, even though you, you haven't done architecture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even just like a simulation. It sounds like such a like like in Paris mystery Manila yeah, type. They're, they're thing. those guys in CSI who enhance the Yeah. <laughs> they're like, here's oh. a layout of the entire like building, three floors, yeah. boom boom. What? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then maybe you can yeah. make it like yeah. Maybe you can make it like um like a proof for <laughs> for the future. Like for example, <laughs> you could put like a, a trap door. And then when the, <laughs> when the bad guy opens it, he fucking falls, right? <laughs> what bad guy? What, Ramon, you're living What bad guy? Yeah, because I want to have my own nemesis in your life. Like, uh, <laughs> You'll invite him to your house. <laughs> you put like so much like, Hey, dude, can you, can you break into my house? Like, just, just do what you want. And then just Home alone this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's insane. But um yeah. I mean in the podcast one we normally talk about like you know fun crazy stuff and we go off the rails. But, and I like uh, how we always come back to yung pop culture influences that you mentioned. And so I were able to like put some put them put some fun stuff in uh, all of your experiences that you've mentioned. Pero let's get, ano naman, let's get inspired naman a little bit. So in life, di ba, uh, in whatever we do, we get inspiration from from pretty much anything. So uh, what kind of like life lessons 
have you like learned, accumulated over the years of being an architecture student? So what can you share with us? Even from your professors, even. Uh, they maybe imparted some inspiring words to you, like during your class or whatever. So. Being a Shamaleon. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how I Met Your Mother reference for those who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think, a big part of. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been in this course for nearly five years at this point. And um, I think it's just a lot of you know changing changing the way you approach problem solving like i guess like philosophically like you can apply this in your life but like in a sense that um we're taught as architects to have a creative process and you know we're, we're taught like the principles of design stuff like that but honestly what i've been through is like there is no right way to problem solve things like honestly in a lot of my plates like you'd think i'd i'd have a solution for it right away and be like oh my gosh i'm brainstorming this is what i'm gonna do this is what i'm doing but a lot of it is really just me laying in my bed being like oh my gosh what am i what am i gonna do for this like i i did no work today like i feel so i feel like i did nothing done today and then you know it just honestly like in every single plate that i've had like it just naturally comes and sometimes the progress is linear sometimes the progress is you know zigzag it's, it's up up and down up and down like i'm doing so much one day and then suddenly i'm at, at, at a stomp like i don't know what to do and you know the learning that and applying it to a lot of things going on in my life especially now in quarantine too it's um you know it's a big lesson for me wherein yeah just Take your time with it. Like if you really just force creativity out of something, it's gonna turn pretty bad. Like it's gonna turn turn pretty stale. But if it comes naturally and it um you allow your mistakes and all of that time to think for yourself to really like seep through in your work. That that's honestly when I had the best output. Like that's when I had the best ideas, that's when I had the best um, you know, like yeah, the best output. Um and yeah, if if whoever's watching, I guess like um if you're going through the same thing, like I guess it applies in a specific sense to Archie since it is a design course. But yeah, whatever you're going through, if you're in a stump right now, just yeah, just just live through it. Like like as like quoting from Jojo Rabbit, like that, that final quote, like no feeling is final. Like um yeah, just just live through it, man. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it is like learning that took a while like that's a, a lot of the reasons why i i myself contemplated not being a part of like like not pursuing architecture by my third year was because i had these these stumps like where i was like i'm losing so much sleep i'm losing so much time with my friends and yet i feel like i'm not progressing with whatever it is i'm doing um but yeah, when every single time I finish a plate, it feels so fulfilling and it makes, it motivates me. It, that's what's been motivating me to stay in the course. And um, yeah, because by the end of the day, like just having that sense of accomplishment throughout all that, that 
that period of time just not doing anything and having time to yourself and having time to think and you know just being in a rut and like not knowing what to do like it all eventually comes together in the end and um yeah i guess that's one like one special unique thing to arky is um having a physical like all your projects there's a physical like tangible thing that you've created and just knowing that you yourself created that it's like the best feeling because you know that, that's purely you like it's it's all of your time it's all of your hard work all of the tears and sleepless nights that's that's culminated in this one tangible thing like um yeah uh, spoken like a true professor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm in the right know. class for sure. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like I don't, I, I don't want to be um, Pro- Professor Vinick, the one from the last season where that that most like, super despises. He's like trying to like. Be, oh yeah, yeah the one that he kept trying to impress. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, mm. screw that guy. <laughs> You'll be like Another Professor Mosby, where your students will go, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." Cook poo. Cook poo. Man, okay, you Here. know, so listening to this, clearly we're all high metric modern fans. You should definitely watch the show if you haven't watched it. Yes, like sir. all of these references are super random, so you don't need to worry about spoilers because you're not gonna remember it anyway when you're like watching through it. Like, <laughs> wow, grab it. It's crazy. Like, I do understand that, like, any course no man that you're in, like, you will find a way to get motivated to really continue doing what you do. But yeah, like what you said, to actually, like, see something that you created, like a design for, like, a building or, like, some dream, like, structure that you've always wanted and then present it and then you get good feedback. But, like, that feeling is unmatched. Like, an accomplishment of being able to do it on your own like never mind the great Muna like just the fact that what you put on that paper is yours and that the thought that it might exist that I guess someday also like you know we might be driving by one day and then there'll be an A on the building and that's not Avenger that's Alamba like <laughs> oh I like that I like that <laughs> it'll be such a cool like Alamba tower it'll be cooler if it's a dinosaur that beats fire yeah, the T-Rex the <laughs> T-Rex What's the, what's the, the GNB? The what's the firm that designed Sven? Sven and Sven. Yeah, <laughs> Sven. Yeah, Sven. Dude, honestly, if I, if I were to work for a firm, I would work for Sven. Like, dude, they're so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, your of... office would be in the brain of this Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pushed the button. There's a strip club in the end. There's a strip club in the end. It breeds fire. It breeds fire. It breeds fire. The other thing is, the tower in Doofenshmirtz, like um, the Phineas and Ferb one. Oh, dude, this tower is awesome. This tower is awesome. There's a platform for there and everything. Then you can build your own norm. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, Robin, it's so good. Telegraph. Okay, so let's trust take... the process. Telegraph. Yeah, yeah, trust the process. It will happen. We're manifesting it right now. Like, 
everything yeah. everything that you want is gonna happen for you for sure. Like there's no question of like will you be an architect? Lion's gonna happen if like a but like let's let's jump into the future a bit. Question like, let's, is will you be let's an leave awesome let's architect? leave everything that's known like behind for a moment. So okay. like let's say like you're guaranteed that you're a super <laughs> successful architect, like maybe 10 years from now. How would you design your dream house? Or is there any like building or structure that you personally have wanted to kind of create you know maybe the building talaga for, for the girl you're gonna marry but like yeah. you can fulfill that that dream also like has there has that ever crossed your mind there i don't know if like you've come across a plate or a project where mm-hmm. you've had to conceptualize something like that yeah this is like this is on like in terms of questions architecture students are asked the most like this is honestly one of the most like frequently brought up it's like oh what what's your dream house or um what do you wish to design which is you know like i'm glad that this this is one of the most uh, frequently brought up questions because yeah it's um it's kind of a personal thing wherein yeah you're designing your house you know like yeah your own, your own dream house like everyone as a kid is asked their own what their dream house is but being a potential future architect and being asked that it's kind of like it's kind of more daunting because I know what my dream house is, but I know how hard it is to design to that house up. and how to implement every single thing that I want in a dream house. So it's kind of like, oh, like I want all these things in my dream house, but I already know like budget-wise, like technical-wise, like construction-wise, it's going to be really hard to actually do that. But um, which also helps in designing a realistic dream house. And um, in terms of that, one of the, most interesting and one of the houses I really want to design for myself and you know like my future family is um, the concept of small houses or narrow houses which you see a lot of in Tokyo um, yeah. it's basically like the spaces are so efficient um, like you can actually physically use every single portion of the house in your day to day like I personally don't want to live in a mansion because Knowing myself, I'm really just lazing in my own room or like going downstairs to eat or True. watching TV. And that's pretty much it. Like if I had my own mansion, I wouldn't make use of any of th- that big space. And, you know, being in my own home, I just want to laze around. I don't want to walk every, like just to get a piece of like like a midnight snack. I have to walk all the way. <laughs> You're going to say like piece that. of bread out? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. I get bread. <laughs> The simple things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's what's important to me. Like if I were to have a dream house, it's kind of like just having that efficiency of doing the things I want in my day-to-day and just like having that efficiency of going from one place to another without much effort. And, you know, that that intimate space, that intimate um, space that you're sharing with your family, that's, that's kind of an important thing to me. Like I feel like if it were a big mansion, like, I wouldn't like let's say I had a son and a daughter, they'd be completely separate from where I am and I can't interact with them and stuff like that. But yeah, if you like just search kite on Pinterest and Google like small homes Japan or small homes Tokyo. And you really see like it can be that much more personal to you because that space is intimate to you and you know all these spaces is shared integrally to all the members in your family within that small space. And yet, you know, like the house is yours like you designed it yourself and you use it the way you want to without 
yeah, without all that effort of moving all around the house and you know that 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 enclosed space is completely yours and yeah i mean yeah that's for for the first question like that's um that's my ideal dream house that's pretty yeah i could i can see myself like living in a house like that also it's, it's actually really smart too because like your family will adjust to spending so much time together instead of just being you know like if you were in a big house you'd all be separated but doing your own thing but to have a house where everything's kind of like everyone goes everywhere you have to cross paths with each other so yeah. eventually you all become like a closer mm-hmm. family then but so it's so nice not to consider also now you're not building it for you you're building it for you and your family everyone who's yeah. gonna be um benefiting from your home mm-hmm. yeah um yeah what was the second one again the the if there were a building that I wanted to, to design. Yeah, like any, any anything, building, like any structure, any kind of like there are, track, there are stadium, two, I don't know. Yeah, like two specific buildings that I like both wanted to make a plate for and actually wanted to design in real life. Um, the first one is a, like a church or a chapel, which, mm. um, you know, like Jesu is one of my favorite buildings. Like, um, like in terms of... Um, how it looks but also how it functions uh like if you look the inside of the jesu like the way the the acoustics of that building works and just going outside and seeing how the sun reflects towards that that arcing point on top of it and um yeah it's it's i don't know something about the chapel is it's one of those buildings where you can really be creative and i like buildings that kind of have you know, a specific function to them. Like, you know, a church is specific, specifically for mass and stuff like that. And yeah, the, the fact that it has a specific function, a specific intention and, you know, having all these, you can put like subtle, um, supple, su- su- supple, subtle um, design aspects, like, put it, like putting where, where to put a cross, like putting um, the, the 12 stages, because um, each church has their own, Kind of um, well, no, like those those twelve yeah. marches that you go through every um, the stations, the yeah. stations. Um, each church or chapel, like they usually have their own design and way of presenting the twelve stations. And for example, the one in in UP, um, the chapel there, it's it's um, it surrounds the whole the whole area, and you see other chapels where the twelve stations are you know placed parallel to each other and you know, you can get creative with that. And I don't know, architecture can kind of inspire different ways to interact with the 12 stations. And yeah, that's that's kind of been like, I don't know, like a cool project in mind that I've always wanted to do. And um, yeah, just, just those small details, like who work, like where can I put a cross in, in, in this building? Like how, how can I um, make it seen to everyone and make everyone know that this for sure is a chapel. This is used specifically for mass and stuff like that. Um, my classmates actually had the opportunity to do that. So I was kind of envious of them and all, like seeing all their designs was like, oh my gosh, I wish I was able to do that. And, you know, if I become an architect, I do might be able to get that chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second um, building that I've always wanted to do was to 
isn't my tongue. Oh, is an airport. Oh. And sadly, yeah. that was the last plate that I was supposed to do until COVID hit. So, um, yeah, this was supposed to be the very first um, group project that we had in Archie because airport's like one of the biggest yeah. um, buildings, Compounds, building yeah. types that, that, that one can design. And yeah, sadly, um, when COVID hit, the, the plate changed from, okay, design an entire airport to, okay, how, like, how will you adjust airports today to account oh, for, that's, for that's, COVID? Oh, so it wasn't even like a full design. <laughs> it was just make a presentation as to how you would change the airport given the COVID situation. I was like, oh man, like I really was looking forward to make an airport because that's kind of like a, like if Architects had a magnum opus, like for me, it would be airports or a museum, like either of the two. And yeah, like, just making an airport like that's the dream <laughs> yeah that'd be so cool like <laughs> go to alampai terminal one like <laughs> your flight is ready to board yeah. you missed your flight, <laughs> <laughs> you missed your flight. <laughs> yeah if I, like i designed like, a, like an airport with that like with a pa system where it's my voice yeah, yeah. like oh. by the way I'm this. <laughs> you missed your flight bro <laughs> welcome <Yeah>. to my airport <laughs> yeah you do it man like as far as the chapel goes like imagine the future generation of anti-workers like mm-hmm. their their base is like the the center near where your chapel is mm-hmm. so your yeah. chapel is where they're gonna do all of like the the events and stuff god damn yeah, for sure. It'll happen for sure. I'm manifesting again, like especially the airport. Jeez, man! Yeah. Like Actually, have your own airport. The, yeah, <laughs> like, you can fly high. Of like, like, because if you see like airport designs, they have a specific um, there's a specific building code for airports as well. Because you know you have to design the terminals and stuff like that, and just you know airports are one of those few buildings that you know that look good from from an aerial view and from afar. So it's like, you know, like a bunch of buildings, like they're usually on the smaller scale, but like airports, like, holy crap. Like if you see see it from the top view, like, and from afar, like and seeing your design come through in that that big, like majestic, like building, that's like, oh my God, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be so exciting when, it, when it's like coming to life. Huh? Mm-hmm. What about designing an army base? Army I mean, base. In, in a sense, army bases are airports. It, like they, they <laughs> technically are, but they're like kind of smaller. Yeah, that never actually came to mind. Make, designing an army base. Oh, okay. That I would feel be like, cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. There's like, like a can... million possibilities. Um, when it comes to architecture, you can like literally build anything for any like kind of industry and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the only thing limiting you is your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And where's your where are your concepts gonna come from if you don't use your imagination? <laughs> <laughs> the eyes can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Your brain has to do the rest of it. We also heard from the grapevine of from the Titas of Manila, that you're also a drummer. So, 
Oh God! How's your drinking? What did you just do, man? <laughs> Whatever, man. I tried to. I tried to do the drums. I don't got know. whiplash, bro. Whiplash, bro. All right. How's your journey? How do you maintain your your? Palito, your school life and your social life, your drum life, architect life. How do you put a balance? To this forces of nature, and you can yes. also talk about being a drummer too. By the way, yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah, that like drumming was, yeah, as mentioned, like the reason why Whiplash did have such a big impact on me is because I am I am a drummer. Um, uh, if you yeah follow me at the Olympia, all my posts are basically me, me drumming. So, um, we did a we got you, cover now. We got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically it's um, yeah, I've been a drummer for what year is it? 2021. I started drumming, I think 2009, 2000, oh, 2010. Wow, so, um, yeah, I started I thought from high school or like end of grade. That's 2009 I mean, is like kid. My my tita's a drummer, and then like I was just at his house one day, and then he's like, Oh, try this out. And then I was like, Oh, like this is this is way more fun than piano because I was taking piano at the time. And then, mm. yeah, I asked my parents if I could take drum lessons. And um, I took drum lessons in Academy of Rock in Rockwell. But that's... Um, oh, yeah. The yeah, one in the last floor. Yeah, the uh, top Academy floor. of Rock in um, Rockwell. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I think from what I know, it's already taken down, sadly. So um, oh, I was no. there for two years, three years. Um, Two to three years around 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 that 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 time period, and yeah, that's where I got all the fundamentals of um, basic drumming. So it, their approach is very um, um, you play with a lot of um, tracks, with a lot of um, backing tracks and a lot of songs. Um, so yeah, that's where I got my first taste of drumming, and then I was drumming like I was self self teaching myself like for a few years, and then. Not like throughout high school, I was basically picking up whatever I learned from Academy of Rock and then learning from YouTube, um, learning from yeah, drum videos online, sheet music online, and stuff like that. Um, come college, when I was deciding, oh, do I want music? Do I want architecture? Um, I decided architecture, but then the UP College of Music, um, I found out they offer extension programs. So over the summers, um, I'd, I'd take music lessons there. Um, for your drum conservatories. Um, nice. So, yeah, for one, like, you can, like, it's usually up to you what you want to learn. So there was one somewhere where I learned jazz drumming. Um, there's one somewhere where I learned, like, just straight up fundamentals of, like, rudiments and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's where I kind of honed my skills a bit more. Um, that was about one, two summers. So a span of uh, two years. Uh, but then, yeah, that was like first year, second year of college, and now I'm mostly just self-taught. I like these days, I I just make drum covers whenever I can, because you know, given Archie and given all the workload I mentioned before, it's it's a lot, a lot harder to find time to to practice drumming, and you know, music in itself takes up lots and lots of hours as well. So. Sure. You know, like the technical hard, like hard work of practicing um, your your rudiments and practicing 
um, yeah, like drumming every single day, it kind of had to be sidetracked a bit for my studies. And um, yeah, these days I, I, I do, like, it's not like I have a routine of drumming every single day at this specific time, but it is whenever I do feel like it because um, honestly, like day to day I do get, there are days where I'm tamad to, to do it because I have archie work. Um, so yeah, drumming's, as much as it is a passion, it's not, um, right now it's not something I want to pursue as a career, but it's definitely, yeah, I guess someone. it's definitely there to like, you know, from time to time, get my mind off of things. To, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like myself. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like myself, myself therapy. Yeah. Like, um, if things get too stressful in school, I'm like, even when I have nothing to do and I just feel anxious for some reason because I feel like I need to do something, I find myself you know, just drumming whenever, like, whenever there's a new album released by an artist. I just, you know, jam along to it, try to, um, yeah, do, do whatever. And then the, the, the drum covers, those are what are kind of quote-unquote new um, because I never, like my drum setup used to be in just random places in my house. Like it used to be um, in my bedroom. And then I had to take my drum set out because I had to put my drafting table for Archie in my bedroom. So yeah, you can kind of see like how much um, studying Archie like yeah. I had to compensate um, balancing that and like sacrificing some of my some of my drumming for it. But um, yeah, and, like now my drums are in a proper place, and even my whole recording setup isn't anything fancy. Like I use one like a single microphone for um, for that records the whole thing. And then I merge it with with the audio that's coming from my phone, and then I just like enhance some of the audio on GarageBand later on. Um, GarageBand, so, <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, it's 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 just a simple side like side thing for me. Like it's, um, yeah. As much as I do love drumming, it's it's really just it's there to keep me sane, as 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 you as you put it. Um, yeah, it's it's not in any way distracting me or anything from. From Arky. Um, yeah, I find I find a good balance naman, um, to do both. Uh, drumming is definitely something I try to do at least once or twice a week. And I definitely do make time for it over the week. But yeah, it's not like um, something I, I do habitually. But um, yeah. That's okay, man. I mean, the fact that you're still able to find any time to do it, mm-hmm. like, and that being your therapy and everything, it's good that you do have an outlet and not to kind of take your mind off stress or, you know, whenever you're feeling bad, to just jam it all off. And like you're good. I've seen I've seen your covers. Like we talked about music a lot before. Like, dude, yeah, you can pursue it if you wanted to. Like, thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like given all the hours I have also put in music, like drumming is. I put more R's to that, like cognitively than Arky. Like given eleven years that I've been drumming myself, like it's it's you know it's nice to hear that it does amount to something. And you know, yeah. like those are the stuff that I display in my profile. Like most of my Arky stuff is just my highlights. Like just yeah, I do. I do too, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a drummer. Like my whole like my whole IG bio is like that I'm a drummer and stuff like that. So yeah, that's uh that's another movie right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drummer yeah, architect, man. <laughs> drummer <laughs> Once like when you're at a gig, of music while balancing his yeah, art. Yeah, you're, you're at a gig, right? You're drumming. 
And then at the same time, you're looking at the structure place if you're playing. And you're like, oh, that ceiling, you know, <laughs> yeah. needs to be a little oh, higher. Yeah, man. that reminds me, like, um, <laughs> one of the one of the cool one of the coolest things that actually like one of the courses in Archie is actually acoustics, like acoustic design. So oh. like that, that was when I was like, oh my gosh, like I can totally merge drumming and Best architecture. Of both worlds. <laughs> so you know, like acoustic, acoustic, the acoustic class is basically you're learning, yeah, like basically that, like how to properly soundproof, soundproof buildings, how to how sound bounces off uh. certain materials and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was a cool like, it was a cool merge um between yeah. the two passions of mine, which is you know, archy and drumming so you know like a, a side project i wish to do like one day in my own house is like make my own drumming studio or like a drum like a like a drumming cave in my house that i design myself like that i can you know customize as i see fit and stuff like that given the things that i learned yeah. in acoustics and you know so i i do have my own proper drumming setup now then so do it it's jam there <laughs> as they say, if it's important, uh, then that person will eventually find time for it. Like, kahit drumming yan, kahit yeah. uh, arky yun. So, may merge mo yun. Like, what Recto said before, while you're creating an art, a building from architecture, you're drumming your drums, testing its structural integrity. Matutumba ba to if I <laughs> exert sound waves? Mm-hmm. What? Superpower <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's basically a movie right there. No, yeah, the whole drop like... just spoiled this whole movie now. <laughs> mm. Surround like soul, like soul. Manila Film <laughs> Festival. <na to. laughs> yes, like soul. Like, what, what's, is that my purpose? Is that my purpose in life? <laughs> to watch the building as I drum. <laughs> <laughs> watch me collapse a building with my... <laughs> with my acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> the sound waves. <laughs> oh, that's so poetic. The way I die, doing the two things I love, <laughs> but then oh, like, the two things I love destroy me. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> Fine, man. You're you're that's you're living the dream. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna be living the dream, man. Yeah. Having the best of both of those. Things. You're living the dream and getting killed by the dream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So. Since we know your dream, how about the dreams of the other youngsters who also want to become uh, architects or same, ayun, same, same course as you? Do you have any words of wisdom or any advisory opinions you can give para they can stay on the path to becoming a true uh, Schmosby? Um, honestly, I think... Okay, if, if you're aspiring to be an architect or if you're currently an architect given like as hard it is, as it is i'd say like travel as much as you can like expose yourself to to buildings and whatever like a big part talaga, of inspiration at least for me was from all the travels that i was fortunate enough to to go to and you know like physically touch like you know how that most be like touches the Empire State Building and he talks to it and stuff like that. Like yes. That, dude, like, as, as weird as it sounds, that stuff's legit. Like, if you, like, do that. Like, just be, just be as pretentious about it as you want to. Like, just do like, all that feel, stuff because yeah. that's, <laughs> like, it's not, like, doing all that stuff, like, it really helps you to stay motivated and be like, yeah, just expose yourself. Expose yourself to all of these, 
all of these buildings, all of these stuff. Like seeing it online and reading about it is completely different from actually experiencing the building yourself and um, you know, experiencing the design of the building itself. Because um, yeah, as as you learn architecture, like a big part of it is more of about how the building functions than how it actually looks. So yeah, you can you can look at the buildings online and be inspired, but actually you know, experiencing all these buildings that you see firsthand, like, you know, even even as simple as the malls you go to, if you're an aspiring architect, like just notice how people interact with it, notice how people um, use the building and stuff like that. And yeah, if you're at the point where you're really unsure like, about architecture, I'm telling you, like just travel, you're gonna have an appreciation for it. And you're gonna fall in love with what you're doing again. Um, and for, I guess, for students for, you know, going through that, those sleepless nights and stuff, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It doesn't get any better, but um, the feeling of accomplishment does. That's what gets way better. Like, the, the harder time you have in all those sleepless nights, like, the better and more the rewarding it is when you've, when you've created and designed something. Um, yeah, so just power through it. Um, also, for aspiring architects, do do some research. Like, I, like it, it would help in in you doing some research in yeah how the course works. Is kind of um, it definitely took me aback. Um, but yeah, if if it like usually by your second year, by your third year, that's when you that's when you really really know. And my advice is. By second year, third year, you you're sure that you don't want archie. Like, just yeah, it, it archie is not for everyone. Like, pursue what you really want to pursue. Like, I have friends who um, have shifted out of archie and they're doing way happier than they are now. Um, and you know the other way around as well. I have friends who have shifted into archie and they they love everything that they're doing. So, yeah, as long as long as you're not not even just passion is one thing, but as long as you're dedicated to putting the R's to it and you're willing to sacrifice R's for it, then that's when you know that you've found something that you love doing. Um, yeah. And don't feel bad about taking breaks every now and then. Like, yeah, that's like, very it's, true. Uh, it's needed there. It, it really is. Like, especially in this course, like if you plan to take it and you find yourself, you know, feeling burnt out, burnt out from day to day, like don't, don't, don't guilt trip yourself into doing work like like of course do do the work but then um whenever you find yourself just relaxing and needing a moment to breathe then that's that's completely fine it's it, like that's part of the course as well and just enjoy it yeah I'm guessing long that right on. To, yeah I'm guessing long if you design a building or through architecture that was there are people who they're hoodlums and goons who vandalize your building. I'm guessing you'll hate them with a the passion. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole other there's a, there's a whole other legal aspect to architecture, like uh, how, how your building is being used. Like technically, it's not your building. It eh? like sometimes it's the building of the cli- of your client, so it's theirs now. So oh. whatever happens to it, voila, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. Like there's a whole legal side to archi that's that's kind of madugo as well like you know lear- learning learning about setbacks and stuff and learning about the building code and 
all those laws that you have to like that you have to comply with like yeah that's a whole other field a whole other course that you have to learn but I love, um, I love <laughs> how we brought that up because Enzo is actually a law student. So it's pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is like architectural laws. Like, I have, like you're a, if you're a law student, I think you get where I'm coming from where, yeah, memorizing... It's close to home. Yeah. <laughs> memorizing archie laws is kind of different because you're applying those laws to your design and sometimes you're like, oh, I wish this law didn't exist so that I could make like a canopy that like, like extends all the way to the parking lot or something and then you know you have to comply with these laws and sadly philippine archi building codes one of the suckiest so, yeah man but great advice man that's yeah super really solid yeah not only uh, to apply that, it to this yeah. but like i felt that coming from like being a yeah non- i felt that too yeah 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 crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah like this is a good good reflection for myself friend like being in my in my fifth year like i'm looking back at at my life as an rt student and you know i'm really picking up on you know the small things that i didn't appreciate before and like explaining it to you guys mm. like, wow like that's, i went through all of that and you know being able to share those experiences with you guys is really cool yeah and for everyone who's going to be listening too like they're gonna be inspired for sure they am not sure course take you might have just inspired like the the next yeah. best architect of a future generation like you don't know but I mean, yeah this could have been I don't like become the... an architect like i'm content yeah. with this is podcast and me being here to aspire yeah to, like, like inspire, we're like... we're publicizing your talent and your passion for your <laughs> course <laughs> oh you never know this could be like the what the people who are undecided, uh, you know, need, mm-hmm. like to hear from someone who's, who's an architecture student. So, yeah. So, uh, your message that you said is open to the entire English-speaking world. So even the youngsters, for the children, uh, can be uh, inspired to go to believe they can achieve the dream that is called architecture, one day, the right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so sorry we do have one more question um okay. it's one that we don't include in the the spit box peel that we send our guests nice, nice. um yeah so when we started out doing this podcast like that was like april we were just like a bunch of friends who literally thought we'd be talking about like, whatever the fuck we wanted each week and then lang how people would take it no goal or anything and then when we started getting guests like our eyes were really open. We started getting inspired to be a platform for people to like this, really share what they love doing and what they're passionate about. That's why we rebranded to being a podcast that motivates the passionate to pursue while reuniting people like this and, you know, bringing people together. Um, and it's been really fun. And hopefully we have been that outlet for you to be able to provide you with the safe space to, be able to really share like the ups and downs of your possible future career and why you love doing this and why you could why you've continued with this like for so many years um but from your side of the spectrum you know being the guest um how podcast adventure with us no yeah like that outlet you're talking about like it's 
it's really cool that you have this platform for for people like like I don't get to share this side of things with anyone because you know these aren't things that people just randomly ask you about you know like it's not it's not something that comes up in the day to day like even even with my fellow archie batchmates it's kind of like yeah i don't i don't i haven't i've never really shared with them like my dream building or like what what i've always wanted yeah. to design but like mm-hmm. it's really cool like having having this this space this um this structure for for me to be able to like share that with not just you guys but with people who are who are, who are watching this and yeah it's good on you guys like it's pretty cool like at the start this wasn't the intention at all like you guys were just planning to just do this casual thing and you know um i guess relating it to the whole philosophy of you know just just letting everything come together and it'll it'll come to you like the ideas will come to you eventually and this this whole idea of yeah giving giving people this platform to talk about all their passions and you know like it's it's very self-reflective on one hand like for me like yeah like being in this for so long and not re- not realizing all the all the things that i've been through and all the blessings that i've been through and um being able to openly talk about not just archie but you know also my like my passion for drumming like i'm really glad that got brought up in as well and yeah th- these are these are things that i really love sharing with people or like haven't been able to share with people and um yeah just giving my own take on it and simply being able to share um share it it's such a good feeling for me and you know i, re- I want to thank you guys for having me again for, yeah um, dude first thanking you for being here yeah without you there Our would pleasure. be no episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Really means a yeah, lot. This is super eye-opening, talaga, and inspiring. Next time I look at the building, I'm really gonna like, I'm really gonna like analyze it further and be like, okay, I wonder what would make this like not be able to stand anymore. What would, what would be your think about this like structural integrity and all of that? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, thank you to everyone who's been listening um, and to everyone who's been watching. We're going to plug all of your socials um, in the description of our YouTube video so you guys can check him out there. You can check out all his drum covers, the ones that he's posted for the public. I'm not sure which ones, but hopefully after this, he's encouraged to post them on his, like, <laughs> his main. Um, oh, can I do uh, a quick shout-out? Oh, yeah, go. Yeah, uh, dude, go yeah. ahead. So, hey, man, this is your time to shine. <laughs> This is a small shout out. Um, I'd like to, cause I'm, like, this is such a cool experience. Like this whole thing. Like, I just I just want to shout out for the people that I'm for sure gonna send the YouTube link to, cause they're gonna <laughs> like I, I really, like, like yeah like they need the incentive to, the, to be able to. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Lucky's people, my boys, the Rally boys, uh, Tonyo, Miko, Nikos, Miguel. Like, yeah, shout out to also. You may be honest. Um, hope, like, <laughs> hi. This is, <laughs> this is uh, a lot of this is, I don't know. Motivationally, a lot of it is for you. And um, yeah. Also, um, shout out to my dad, Robbie Olampai. He actually has a podcast himself. So maybe you guys can do like a 
like a oh, oh that's man. awesome what that's so good yeah it's called puma podcast um so oh. yeah nice. you will look that up for sure yeah check that out yeah shout out to those guys and um yeah shout out shout out to you guys like thanks <laughs> Thanks for having me again, man. This is yeah, of course. Dude, anytime. Shout out to Ted Mosby, to Josh Rabbit, shout out to Joseph Gordon. Tom <laughs> Thank you for destroying all of us and all of our hearts with 500 Days of Summer that really destroyed a lot of um, people's dreams and hearts, but opened our minds to the reality of like life and love. So, Thank Still you. my favorite, man. Still my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no question. Like, how I met your mother had its questionable like philosophies too, but still my favorite show. Um, but yeah, um, thank you to everyone who's been watching again. Thank you to everyone who continues to support our content. Um, if you see a building in the future, it might be done by this man right here. So, <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, keep the dream alive, and yeah, this I'm, has been another I'm episode. A detective, just just don't tell them. Yeah, he's a PLL detective. <laughs> Um, yeah, this has been another episode of this podcast. Thank you to everyone again, and we'll see you in the next episodes. One, two, three, four. Thanks for tuning in to our screw up sesh. We'll hope we'll see you again. Screw up sesh, screw up sesh. Thanks for tuning in to our stupid podcast.